0: Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. Well, hello there, friends. We are officially in March. Well, I mean... Yeah, March. Today's the first, right? Yeah, it's the first. March 1st. Whoa. Talk about how fast this year's been. It's not. It's been going horrifically slow with with everything that's been going on. And before... I really don't have anything before to say, really. Let's just talk about us, huh? Shall we? How are you guys doing? I don't ask how you guys are doing. I just yell things at you on on a on a microphone. Well, now that we've got that out of the way, let's let's get to what we're really here for, and that's for you to listen to me talk about a lot of nonsense for about forty five minutes to an hour. So, biggest news of the week is. The Xbox One, uh, Xbox One, Xbox Series X specs have officially been revealed. A lot of stuff going on here. Uh, it's confirmed for 12 teraflops of GPU power, so that's, um, graphics power, essentially is what that means. And, uh, it will support backwards compat- com- compatibility all the way back to original Xbox games, just like the Xbox One did. Uh, including hardware from Xbox One. I don't know about hardware beyond that. It will have accelerated ray tracing. It supports up to 120 frames per second, and will support quick resume for multiple games simultaneously, as well as quick resume if the console is shut off. So I I don't know if you guys know this, but Xbox One pretty much had this from day one, where, say, you walk away... Or go to a different app while you're on on the Xbox, and you want to go back to the game. Well, the game, as long as the the console's been on, or if you keep it in low power mode, will literally go into, uh, right back to where you were when you paused the game and and left it. So now, it will be able to do that on multiple games, instead of just the, the one that you were playing last... And, even if the console shuts off. So, before you had to be in low power mode for it to always work. But now, it will be able to do it uh, all the time. Also, uh, it's got smart delivery. So, this way, you can get... uh, What was this? It has to do with games and getting... uh, You'll get the Series X version, like, right away. If you had, like, an older one and are, are playing it on a newer console... Uh, They'll do this for all their games, and third parties can opt in, which CD Projekt Red said if you buy Cyberpunk 2077 on Xbox One, you will get the Series X version for free if you play it on Series X. Also, uh, the custom AMD processor, like I said, the 12 teraflops, will give higher frame rates and larger worlds. It also has variable rate shading which will allow developers to prioritize how effects are applied in their games. Uh, And per Phil Spencer, more stable frame rates and higher resolution with no impact on the final image quality. Uh, I can't wait to see how that really works. Also, it will have a solid state drive. Uh, It will not have a hard disk drive, which should help with load times. Like I said, quick resume. It can support up to 120 frames per second. And uh, they're trying to improve latency for controllers and HDMI. And then, so 360, Xbox One, and some original Xbox games will work on Series X. Uh, Will work better on the new hardware with no developer work required. And, like I said, smart delivery allow games to be bought once and work across all compatible consoles. Also, let's see... Game Pass will still con- feature first-party games at launch, including Halo Infinite. And so this is this is teraflops, because I never really totally understood what they were. Uh, teraflops are a measure of trillions of floating, pointing, operations per second flops. Um, it's a measure of how many complex calculations your machine can handle every second, allowing for more high-quality graphical output uh, in theory. And IGN actually did a a real great study on on console power. So let me put this into perspective for you. The original Xbox was 5.8 gigaflops. So 20 years ago we were working with gigaflops, not teraflops. So about 41.3 Xboxes equaled one Xbox 360. The Xbox 360 was 240 gigaflops. So about... 5.5, 5.5, about 5.5 Xbox 360s equaled an Xbox One. The Xbox One X, of course, uh, so Xbox One is 1.131 teraflops, where the Xbox One X was 6 teraflops. So about 4.5 Xbox Ones equaled 1 Xbox One X. And like I said, so now the power of 2 Xbox One X's equal 1 Xbox Series X, if that helps you put things into perspective, considering the Xbox One X is a pretty powerful machine. Uh, like I said, it had six teraflops compared to the PS4 Pro's four point two teraflops. So, and uh, Google Stadia is getting is capable of up to ten point seven. Granted, if you have extremely fast and stable internet. Uh, unfortunately, we don't know a whole lot more other than that just yet, and we just are hoping to get more and more news as time goes on. Unfortunately, we won't be learning anything at Game Developers Conference or GDC as that has been postponed due to um, due to coronavirus, so unfortunately that is what's going on right now. We'll talk about that a little bit more in the show, and other than that... Like I said, so full resume even after a system reboot. Talked about that. Uh, But yeah, that's a lot of info dump on uh, Xbox Series X. Unfortunately, still no news yet on official information regarding the PS5. And PlayStation fans are eagerly, eagerly, eagerly awaiting that news. But speaking of Xbox... Xbox. Speaking of PlayStation Five, a new what is this? A new patent has been filed. Uh, this time, it's for an accessory for uh, the dual potential DualShock Five that will allow players to uh, it will allow the controller to sense a player's biometrics like heart rate and sweat. That's kind of weird. Uh, this is uh, filed by Sony uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment Europe. And a bio, it's the patent reads a biofeedback sensor attachment for a controller. One or more sensors for obtaining biofeedback information arranged such that at least one sensor is in contact with a user's hand during normal use of the controller. There is a desire in computer gaming to provide an immersive and highly interactive inter- experience for players so as to enhance the enjoyment of the player. This has become a particular interest with the increasing availability of head-mounted displays, which are provided with the intention of fully immersing a player in the in-game environment. I don't think people want um, biometric readings. I don't know how this would affect games. I just don't think we need to have that. I don't think Sony, I don't think gaming companies, I don't think they need to know our biometrics. This this is a slippery slope that we do not need to go down. And I think people need to take a step back here for a second. and And realize that maybe, just maybe, video game companies don't need every tiny little thing from us. You know what I mean? I don't think uh, I don't think that's necessary let's let's be honest so it, it's time to, to really th- think about how things are being forced not necessarily forced but how they're looking at things. So let's all just relax a little okay but hey here's some good news a samurai jack game is coming. How about that? I'm sure people are gonna be stoked about that. That is something that is literally ripe, ripe for the video game market. And I think that will, it's just going to do gangbusters because everyone loves Samurai Jack. And even though was the last season was last year after a very long gap, this game will, like I said, it's probably going to be amazing because the animation style is perfect. And it's going to be out for PlayStation Xbox, Switch, and PC. So all four major uh, platforms. And uh, as I stated earlier, uh, PAX East was and GDC have been affected by coronavirus. So a lot more devs have pulled out of PAX East. So unfortunately, it, it's becoming a big thing. Uh, type, the Taipei Game Show was canceled. That's in Taipei, Taiwan. PAX East... Uh, Sony pulled out first, then Capcom, then Square Enix, then the mayor of Boston put out that open letter that I read a couple weeks ago, CD Projekt Red canceled its plans, PUB Corp, PUBG Corp pulled out on the 26th, and now it's going to be a lot smaller, uh, oh sorry, it was a lot smaller, it ended today. <laughs> See, I don't even know when it was even running. PAX East is, even though it is a smaller show, there is some stuff there. Uh, Now, however, South by Southwest might be affected. That's in a couple weeks. And uh, Twitter and Facebook pulled out of the event. And Remedy has pulled out. And Amazon has pulled out as well. And then uh, Game Developers Conference, GDC, which is in San Francisco. Uh, PlayStation and Facebook pulled out on the 20th. Uh, organizers were confident the show would go on, despite everything happening. Kojima Productions pulled out on the 24th. EA pulled out on the 25th. The 27th, Unity pulled out. Microsoft and Epic Games pulled out on the 27th. Iron Galaxy pulled out on the 27th. Amazon pulled out on the 28th. Activision pulled out on the 28th. And then finally on the 28th, GDC announced that they would essentially cancel the show... They hope to host something later in the year, hopefully during the summer. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. As of right now, EVE FanFest might be affected as well. And uh, they've they've called it off, even though it's in April. Uh, Facebook has canceled their developers conference in May. And E3 right now, as it stands, is still set to be happening. It is the summer, and... A lot of people are hoping that the coronavirus will act like the flu and will ebb away during the summer. Hopefully it doesn't come back with a vengeance in the fall, but we will see. So just be on on the lookout for all that. Uh, Of course, be cautious. Wash your hands. Try not to be near anyone who might be coughing uncontrollably that you don't know or where they've been. And uh, just be cautious. Be safe. Use common sense. Don't panic by... Please do not panic by because you can affect other people in ways you might not realize. Don't go out and buy a shit ton of masks because, you know, healthcare professionals, people on the front lines need those. So just just be wary and use common sense. Uh, moving on though, got an announcement for Games with Gold for March and PSN plus games for March, uh, as it is March. Games with Gold include Season 2 of the Batman Telltale series, Batman The Enemy Within, which will be available for the entire month, uh, Shantae, um, Hale, I don't know, uh, Genie Hero, available from the 16th, through the, the 16th of March to the 15th of, of April, uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2, available from March 1st through the 15th, And Sonic Generations, available from the 16th through the 31st of March. That's on Xbox. On PlayStation, you have the Shadow of the Colossus remaster available for the entire month. It was a whatever game. I don't... Maybe if I had played it as a child. I talked about it on the show. I didn't think it was as good as everyone hypes it up to be. Anyway, uh, Sonic Forces is your other game available. Oh, look at that. Two Sonic games. Hmm. Movie tie-in, possibly? Possibly? Anyway... Uh, sad and unfortunate news, the creator of the Konami code has passed away. And if you don't know what the Konami code is, you've probably seen it in, in, uh, pop culture. It's a code that works in almost every video game. And it was one of the first cheat codes. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A. That man will forever go down in history. And... It will go down forever, like I said. And it, the first game it was in was Gradius on the NES. And it allowed players to complete a set of power-ups. So that was where it was. Like I said, it's it's been in ga- many games over the years. Uh, its biggest use was in the first Contra game. And uh, it's been in, like I said, a lot of other games. Hell, it even made it into Wreck-It Ralph. So... Pour one out for him, or put in the Konami code somewhere. Do it on Google, I dare you, it's really fun. Bungie has announced, with Season 10 coming, they are going to remove paid loot boxes from the game. So that's an awesome, awesome thing. See what happens when you're not part of Activision anymore? (laughs) And a little bit of somewhat coronavirus news. Surprise, surprise, but China has pulled access to the game Plague, Inc., no surprise there. No surprise at all. We also got a new mythical Pokemon. His name is Zaruda. Zarude, Zaruda. Zaruda. I, I really don't know how to say it. Where do they come up with these fucking names? Uh, it goes in line with Zac- Zacian and Zamazenta, I guess. Zacian. I don't know how to fucking... I don't know. Because Pokemon games, they don't fucking talk. Yet. <laughs> um... Anyway, uh, Pokemon Day was this past week, a lot of new announcements were made, I got a new movie trailer, including, like I said, uh, a look at the new Mythical Pokemon. He will feature in the new movie called uh, Pokemon the Movie Coco, and Sword and Shield later this year. He is a dark grass type, and has the ability Leaf Guard, and he looks like a monkey. Um, yeah, so that's a thing. I, I guess, I don't know. the Not everything in this game fit the the setting of, like, England, you know what I mean? Anyway, moving on, because we'll know more when the, the thing actually releases. Probably when that movie comes out. Anyway, uh, Platinum Games has uh, announced a new studio that will allow them to make new fun and... Uh, interesting projects that they might have passed on potentially in the past and it's called uh, let me see if they put a name it's called a new it's their new Tokyo studio and uh, it's they also announced a new game recently and executive vice president and studio head of Platinum Games uh, Atsushi Inaba explained the develop, developer's goal he said so far the name Platinum Games has been nearly synonymous with single player action games but going forward we're looking to expand into new games and styles of play one of these new challenges for us is console live ops game development these aren't games we'd work on until they were done and that's all rather we would continue working on them to provide new content long after release we want to explore this ongoing development pattern in the home console space our new tokyo office will play a major role as we expand into live ops game development the starting core members of our Future Live Ops team who will be working. They're already a part of Platinum Games. That's really cool. Uh, they already announced a new game called GG. And Hideki Kamiya is going to be working on that. He's worked on uh, a lot of other games in the past. And that's pretty cool. Uh, Platinum Games has made a lot, lot of games that people love. And unfortunately, they did. They uh, Scalebound was canceled. And it was hoping to be a nice uh, Microsoft exclusive. Except, like I said, it, it didn't go through. Uh, here's some just other games you guys might have heard of. Oh, I don't know. Devil May Cry. <laughs> and that was their most recent one. Like I said, Scalebound was canceled. Astral Train, Near Automata. Star Fox Guard, Star Fox Zero, Transformers Devastation, Bayonetta 2, The Wonderful 101, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, like I said, the first Bayonetta, so they've made a lot of good games. Uh, Bayonetta 3 is coming from them, so you know they have a a, a strong history of making solid games. Um, And uh, I know I did just say, what's it called, um... What's that game I just said? uh, Devil May Cry. They didn't work on that. I I do apologize. They they make games similar to that, though. So, you know they've got a good track record. And people love Bayonetta. I've never personally played it, but people love it. I know that. And uh, just rounding out to Pokemon real quick. Like I said, Pokemon Day was Friday. And Google revealed the top ten Pokemon. Greninja, people? Really? Greninja number one? I I just, I don't agree. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't think Greninja deserves to be number one. Greninja is a cool Pokemon, but number one, I mean, come on. that That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It should be Charizard. Or Pikachu, at least. I know pe- people love Pikachu, but maybe his Pikachu's popularity is waning. Who knows? Who knows? But that's it for gaming, folks. Time to talk about uh, TV. Not a whole lot, because we've got a lot of movie stuff to talk about. But... Let's get right into it. Netflix, huh? Netflix announced a new top ten feature coming to the U.S. They've been testing it in the U.K. for a while. it will show you the top ten shows for your region. The top ten for any given genre. And you don't have to go searching for these. These films will have a top ten badge at all times. So this way you can see what people are watching. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, who most people didn't even know was still a thing or around has joined the cast of American Horror Story for its next season. Do people still watch this show is my question to follow that. I've I've personally never seen it, but I know Ryan Murphy makes a good TV show. Uh, The Simpsons, I think tonight, has an Endgame-themed episode, and Kevin Feige is going to be in it. He's playing a character called Chinos. Looks a lot like Thanos. They released some of that stuff online already. Uh, Mandalorian Season 2, it was announced... Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard will be back to direct. Allegedly, Robert Rodriguez might be directing in some cape, shape or form. I don't know if it's a full episode or scenes. That'd be interesting Interesting to see. Robert Rodriguez has a distinct tone. And it was rumored, but has now been denied by the man himself, but it was rumored that James Mangold might be involved. Uh, but like I said, he has shot down all of those rumors uh, so we don't really know if Robert Rodriguez is involved at all, considering he was part of the same report. Uh, if you are fans of Hawaii Five O, 0 like... Da, 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 dum, 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 well, it's ending in April. It will end with a two-hour season fina- series finale, I should say. After ten seasons. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Witcher 2 has cast its Vesemir, and it's not Mark Hamill, so... Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, Mark Ruffalo has said that there is talks that he may be involved in She Hulk in some capacity. Of course, as his Marvel character, Bruce Banner and the Hulk. I wonder if it will be smart Hulk, smart Hulk, considering the MCU timeline is after Endgame now. And uh, let's talk about some new shows that have been streaming. Got episode two of the Clone Wars. Very somber episode. More character driven. Uh, A lot of character development around Rex and Anakin. uh, As you can start to see the war take their toll on them. And uh, there's a nice fun little scene where... uh, Spoilers here. Anakin shares a a time away to to talk with uh, Padme on on, uh, the Holonet. Yes, I'm digging deep into my Star Wars knowledge here. And... What's funny is Rex is kind of standing outside the room that he's doing it, trying to like hide it, the fact that something's going on. And Obi-Wan walks up and he's like, where's Anakin? And Rex is trying to hide the thing. And Anakin comes out and uh, Obi-Wan says something about like, well, at least tell Padme hi for me. And indicating that as slick and sly as Anakin thinks he is, Rex and... Obi-Wan clearly know what's going on. And I mean that's kind of hinted at in Episode 3 too. It's you know Obi-Wan kind of puts on the idea like yeah I'm not stupid. I know what's going on. Like he's a Jedi Master for God's sakes. Of, of course he knows. It's just it, But it's fun to see that play out. Uh, and then we also had a nice fun little reunion on, on Star Trek Picard. Picard reunited, reunited with Hugh the former Borg. And it was a fun episode especially to see... Uh, Jean-Luc be back on a Borg cube for the first time and also it was very interesting to see him turn around on his opinions on the Borg as well because normally we're so used to him being just uh just so against the Borg it's militaristic you know and and it's they they kind of hint at that as well in what was it uh first contact you know his his hatred for them is is a little uh, extreme, uh, especially for Jean Luc. You know, and and they kind of play on that in the last few episodes of Picard, and it's finally nice to see him kind of come down from that, especially talking with Hugh, uh, one of the first Borg that they were able to rescue from the Borg by giving him uh, his own identity almost. So it was that was a nice little. Reunion, And this week we do have another new reunion uh, with uh, William T. Riker and Diana Troy. So be on the lookout for that. That will air this upcoming Thursday. But that's it for TV as uh, we wait for more things to happen. Let's move on to movies here. A lot of directors have been very uh, open about their experiences with studios lately and, and why some of their movies... Ended up didn't not happening, and uh, one of those directors is Rob McElhenney. McElhenney, I think that I always fuck up his name. You know the guy from from uh, he played Mac on or plays Mac on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He was gonna direct the Minecraft movie, and he just said that you know things fell apart. And he originally pitched his idea to to Pixar, which is surprising. Uh, he did went, go on to say uh, he doesn't harbor any resentment. And uh, it happened to be with Tom- Toby Emmerich. He said, The thing that bummed me out was that it was a two and a half years of my life, and I was a month away from moving to Vancouver to start prep. Steve Carell was already locked in. His deal was done. We were making the movie. You just have to live in that mystery. So you better really, really love the process. And I did enjoy the process, but I didn't love it enough to do it again. Uh, Just citing how, with all the changes that happened at... uh, He also said, you know, Toby Emmerich, who runs the studio... I don't know if he still runs the studio there. He was actually really gracious. He never actually said, I don't believe in you, or you can't do this. It just slowly died on the vine in terms of uh, the movie. He also said, I thought one of the greatest assets of Minecraft is that it didn't have have, have to have a fixed narrative. That it was an open world experience. And that all you were essentially given were the building blocks to do what you want. Um, He said he was given $150 million to make the movie. But uh, people taking agency over their own experiences in this digital landscape. That's one of the themes he was looking at. But uh, he also said, he's like, I'm comfortable talking about it because fuck them at this point. Uh, He said that on the Happy Sad Confused podcast. But unfortunately the person uh, who was running the studio when they greenlit the film left. And whoever took over just uh, didn't really do anything with it. So that's that's what happened. That's why the Minecraft movie got delayed and got a new director. But such is life, such is the business. It's not the first time. Uh, News has come out that Chris Evans is being eyed to have a role in the Little Shop of Horrors remake. He would be playing the role of the dentist that was played by Steve Martin in the film from the 80s. The one addicted to laughing gas. Uh, we finally have a new name for the new Jurassic World film. It is, was teased by Colin Trevorrow. It is called Jurassic World Dominion. And instead of going for the silver and blue that was used for Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom... Uh, He has opted to use the classic red, black, and yellow from Jurassic Park. So that will be interesting. Uh, Also being rumored, uh, at least partially fueled by uh, Joe Mazzello himself. uh, Possibly hinting at him returning to the role of Tim Murphy he played in the original Jurassic Park film. Looks like they're going all out. No holds bar on casts or cast members or returning cast members. Studio Ghibli Ghibli, Ghibli, uh, has also announced that they are putting all of their music on the streaming sites. Spotify, Apple Music, you know, uh, it's their whole soundtrack catalog from all their films. Uh, it's not available in every region though, so just uh, be wary. But that is an option for you now. If you love the music from Studio Ghibli Films, they are now available probably on a music streaming service near you. So be uh, be prepared to have your heart pulled at <laughs> over that music. Also, Ryan Johnson was talking recently, and uh, brought up little fun tidbit about how iPhones are used in films, and I guess it's an industry secret. He was talking to Vanity Fair about Knives Out and he opened up about Apple and their very strict rules about their phone being portrayed on film. Uh, so this quote from Variety or Vanity Fair, excuse me. I don't know if I should say this or not. Not cuz it's lascivious or something. I don't I think I said that word correctly, but because it's going to screw me on the next mystery movie that I write. But forget it. I'll say it. It's very interesting. Apple, they let you use iPhones in movies, but and this is very pivotal if you're ever watching a mystery movie, Bad guys cannot have iPhones on camera. He said that every single filmmaker who has had a bad guy in their movie that's supposed to be a secret will now want to murder him. (laughs) Uh, And, yeah, so... That's really fucking stupid. It's really dumb, actually. It's like, who gives a shit? Almost everyone has an iPhone or a a Samsung. Like, really, Apple? Get over your fucking selves. Are you shitting me? Really? Really? That's what's not allowed. Oh, can't be a bad guy if he has an iPhone. Get the fuck out of here, stupid shit. Dumb. And uh, some sad news to report. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Steven Spielberg will not be directing Indiana Jones 5. I I don't know why he pulled out of that. That doesn't make any sense to me that that's his baby. Uh, Harrison Ford said he is still on board. But uh, Spielberg is going to be a producer. It's his decision. It wasn't done by anyone else. Uh, George Lucas is not involved, which is very odd as well. And uh, I just, this is upsetting. Mainly because he's working on a movie, but I feel like he's been kind of pulling out of stuff. And uh, apparently, James Mangold is in talks to replace him, even though I guess this is this supposed to start filming in a couple weeks, according to Harrison Ford. And, uh, in two months, he said, it's set for release next year, next July. But, yeah, I just, that sucks, man. It just really sucks. And, uh, Kathleen Kennedy said recently, we're working away, getting the script where we want it to be, and then we'll be ready to go. Harrison Ford will be involved. Yes, it's not a reboot, it's a continuation, he can't wait. And... Harrison said recently, well, I'm not going to share the story with you because that doesn't seem like a good idea, but we'll see new developments in his life, his relationship, we'll see part of his history resolved. He also said that, uh, some, I remember saying like, as long as they do a good story, he's going to do it. I, I just, I don't know. He said, Bob Iger recently said, right now we're focused on a reboot or a continuum and then a reboot of some sort. I just, I hope they don't fuck it up. It's all like. All I care about, just leave it, just let it die. Let's just be done with it for a long time, okay? Don't go where it doesn't need to go. Maybe do more young Indiana Jones. I don't know. Just don't. I don't even know if Shia LaBeouf's gonna be in this next one. Just, just don't. Uh, just don't fuck up Indiana Jones. And I'm sure they're gonna be very cautious, especially with what happened with Star Wars. Like I said, I, I mean, I've said before, I enjoyed it. Other people enjoyed it. Just. The fans have soured a little bit. you got to be very careful, especially when it comes to indie as well. Just be careful, please. And I know James Mangold is an amazing director, so I don't have any worry that he could make an amazing Indiana Jones film. It just sucks that the whole band isn't together to, to end it, if you will. It just sucks. Eli Roth has announced that he wants to put... Cosplayers in his Borderlands movie. So Gearbox was one of the few companies that was still at PAX East. Uh, And he was there on stage at their panel. Said a mad insane family. And he wants to honor the community. Putting a select handful of cosplayers. Uh, They would be extras obviously. And uh, he said they could be killed off in a suitably Borderlands-esque way wonder how they're going to choose this and uh, work it out. I hope it's not like an Omaze thing, because that's not super fair. They should do a cosplay contest, if you ask me. That'd be the best way to, to get them in, but who knows. That'd be kind of cool, though, to get fans in the movie. Uh, Storyboard, the most recent Best Picture winner. has uh, It's been announced that the storyboards used to help create the film are going to be turned into a graphic novel no surprise there best picture sweeped the award show pretty much of course they want to do as much as they can around it uh, James Gunn has announced that Suicide Squad or the Suicide Squad excuse me has wrapped filming which causes me to ask why the fuck do I have to wait uh, over a year and a half for this movie then if it's done filming in March It should be releasing in late 20 or early 21, not August 21, people. What the fuck are you doing? Whatever, let this year be the year of Wonder Woman 84. No other DC movies this year. Let's just keep moving forward, huh? How about that? And uh, here's a fun new tidbit that we got out of the novelization teases for The Rise of Skywalker. Palpatine may or may not have been a clone. It's not very clear or obvious. Uh, What's made obvious, though, is that his essence is in the body, and that machine was keeping him alive. But again, we don't know if that was a clone body that his soul went into, or if that was his original body. It's it's highly hinted at that it might be a clone, but no... um, No guarantee on that. And, uh, hey, another coronavirus issue here. Mission Impossible 7 filming has been put on hold. As Italy cracks down on the public spaces and and things like this and large crowd gatherings. And the production company said, Out of an abundance of caution for the safety and well-being of our cast and crew and efforts of the local Venetian government to halt public gatherings in response to the threat of the coronavirus, we are altering the production plan for our three-week shoot in Venice, the scheduled first leg of an extensive production for Mission Impossible 7. During this hiatus, we want to be mindful of the concerns of the crew and are allowing them to return home until production starts. I agree with this, mainly because Italy has been hit pretty hard as well by the coronavirus. It's one of the worst-hit European countries. Uh, especially for countries outside of Asia. So I, I I think this is smart, and I think we can wait a little longer for Mission Impossible 7. But so far, the most oddest, strangest, surprising news so far this year, and I mean, like, I'm, I'm in literal shock. Bob Iger has stepped down effective immediately as CEO of Disney. Out of nowhere, he didn't give, really give an explanation. Uh, he's been there since 2005. It's, it's very, very odd. Uh, they put out a press release. With his successful launch of Disney's direct-to-consumer businesses and the integration of 21st Century Fox well underway, I believe this is the optimal time to transition to a new CEO, Iger said. I have the utmost confidence in Bob and look forward to working closely with him over the next 22 months. As he assumes this new role and delves deeper into Disney's multifaceted global businesses and operations. While I continue to focus on the company's creative endeavors. So Bob Iger. um, So this is weird. He had his contract was uh, initially up in 2018. Uh, He's going to retire which I guess this is part of his retirement. They extended his contract until this year to oversee the Fox Disney merger. Then they extended it again till 2021, uh, but I guess, you know, he did want to retire. Uh, he will uh, stay on as executive chairman until the end of this year. Meanwhile, uh, the board of directors have chosen Bob Chappick, will become the CEO, and if you guys don't know who that is, most people don't, he is the former chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, think he is the best person to take over. Uh, if you guys watch the Imagineering story, it's probably best that people from the park uh, lead the company as they tend to be more creative. Luckily, Disney stock didn't drop too far from that. Uh, other than the fact that just all stock in general is down because of, because of coronavirus. But no matter, uh, it just sucks. Disney's literally riding high, and they, uh, I don't know, really sucks. But surprisingly, surprisingly, it didn't drop that much, their stock, when they announced his departure. Which I'm kind of shocked by. Um, they were, um, hmm, about a month ago, they were at 141. Right now. They're at uh Sunday today. Let me look. Uh Friday on closing bell. They were at 117. So that that's more coronavirus drop than anything. I'm I'm actually very shocked that it was that stable with uh announcing his departure. That is very, very surprising. But that's a good sign that they trust him, that the board of directors trust him. I trust him, like I said. The parks have been killing it as well, not just the movie side of the business. Yes, I know Galaxy's Edge isn't doing as well as they had hoped, but again, no matter, not a big, not a big deal at the end of the day. Everything, all the other parks are just fucking killing it, so that's all that matters. That's it for movie news, though. We got a couple more things just to talk about. Uh, if you're a big Lego fan like myself, uh, the creator of the minifig has unfortunately passed away. Yes, the minifigure, as it's more commonly known. Those are your fun little yellow characters that have now come to have more more lifelike features. And they started doing a series uh, for random random ones in a polybag. Uh, when I still worked at Legoland, we would uh, have to wear them because we got to trade with, with kids. It was a nice way to interact with the children, similar to, to Disney's pin program. Uh, so Jens... Nygaard Nudsen, uh, who created the minifigure, was 78, and he, let me see, Lego put out a tweet, we're very sad to hear that Jens Nygaard Nudsen, the creator of the minifigure, has passed away. Thank you Jens for ideas, imagination, and inspiring generations of builders. And, who is this? I'm just reading more about this stuff. He was behind all the classic themes as well. So not just the minifigure. He helped create uh, space, pirates, castle, trains, and countless more. He was a a leader and inspired builder. And when was the minifigure... Oh, he was the set designer for the LEGO group from 1968 to 2000. So a lot of LEGO sets you played with, he gave the okay for. And look at that. He was a model builder back, back in the day. And... That's so crazy. And of course, I don't know if you guys know this, but the minifigure wasn't always around. It didn't come out until the 70s. They had different characters prior to that. And a lot of prototypes before that. The first minifigures were released in 1978, though. And, man, just sucks. That's crazy influence on the world right there. So if you have your minifigure, show it in support for Jens... I think that's how you say his name. It's J-E-N-S, and you know how the Dutch are. Anyway, it's a sad day for LEGO fans. Hey, so uh, if you guys were looking to get your hands on that Tesla Cybertruck, well, you're in luck. It's finally being released to the public. As a Hot Wheels car. I failed in that delivery. Yes, Hot Wheels has announced they are releasing a remote-control version of the Tesla Cybertruck. No word yet on official release date for the real thing. <laughs> That's funny. So, I don't know if you guys know this, but there is a secret Chewbacca mode on Smuggler's Run at Disney's Galaxy's Edge. So if, if you play, uh, I guess it's new, it's a new hack, it's called Chewy Mode. If you do uh, certain things... Right or wrong, Uh, it used to be with you'd hear from Hondo, but now, uh, if you put in certain inputs, you can hear, uh, you can activate Chewy mode. So instead of Hondo berating you, it would be Chewy berating you, going, (laughs) You know, things like that. And it's not easy. You need a couple people to be friendly and willing to help you. And this is how you do it. So what you need to do is, when you enter the ride... You do not need to activate your position, so don't do that. So everyone shouldn't press a button or touch a lever. Uh, The left and right pilots need to push their steering controls to the far left and far right respectively. Once you do that, hit the activation button. The engineers and gunners need to now hit one of the white buttons on their interface before pressing the orange activation button. All of this must be done before the cast member hits the button that starts the ride. A good way to ensure you've done what you need to do in time is making sure everyone completes their steps, or hack as it were, before the cast member assigned to you and your unit finishes the seatbelt check. If you've completed these steps, you'll know you've successfully hacked the ride when you hear Chewie yelling at you and explaining what you need to do instead of Hondo. <laughs> this is probably more for people who are a little more experienced and been on the ride before, not for first timers. So if you're going to be going to Disneyland or Walt Disney World anytime soon, uh, check that out because now you can uh, ride the Falcon with Chewie. And while there is one more Star Wars story I want to talk about before we go today, I did want to touch on something we were talking about last week. And that was about DC and how all these stupid ass rumors are floating around about it being closed if AT&T doesn't like it or some other bullshit. I don't it's just nonsense if you ask me, or a, a Marvel takeover, it's all bullshit. And I to clarify, Jim Lee was very adamant about this, he was at a, the C2E2 convention, and he said to an audience, uh, he had his own panel, there's continually new things going on, and I look at being sole publisher now, and the team I'm working with, much more in the trenches now than ever before. We've been with Warner Brothers for decades. The actual strategy for DC is to put publishing at the center of what we do. It's the engine of all the movies, TV, cartoons, we do. And so it's my intent going forward as the publisher to lean into the collective years of my team. To address some of the stuff that is out there, there's rumors, speculation. I wouldn't put any credence into it. DC has been around for 85 years and will be around for another 85 years. I hope to be doing this panel in 85 years. It's hard to talk about things we haven't announced, intention not to do a line-wide reboot. Our focus is talking to editorial team is in talking our focus in talking to editorial team is to continue what we've done best, character-driven stories, pairing right creators on right characters and developing characters that are inclusive and diverse. There you go folks. Marvel's not buying DC. AT&T and and Warner are not ditching DC. Not anytime soon. 5G is not a reboot. Like, it. just everyone calm the fuck down. Relax. It's not a big deal. Alright? Just relax, people. Relax. God. God. Anyway. Our final story tonight is in regards to Project Luminous. And you're probably thinking to yourself, Nick, what the fuck is Project Luminous? And you know what? You're not wrong. Project Luminous was announced a few months back as the new publishing initiative for Lucasfilm and Star Wars, and it was going to be a big multimedia project between children's books, young adult books, Standard Publishing, DK, Marvel, everyone. Well, it's officially now being rebranded as Star Wars The High Republic. Yes, The High Republic. And it's being set 200 years before the events of The Phantom Menace. Which doesn't make sense because the concept art they showed off in like their 3-4 minute trailer seems to be way older. Uh, they did announce that more stuff will be debuting at Celebration in August, which I will be at. They said it will not overlap with any of the filmed features or series currently planned for production, giving creators and partners a vast amount of room to tell Star Wars stories in with new adventures and original characters. There's a Wookiee Jedi, I just want you guys to know. It's a multi-year project. We'll have a core group of heroes that will expand. The first phase is called Light of the Jedi. Uh, They are describing as Jedi are like Knights of the Round Table. And uh, Pablo Hidalgo... The uh, Lucasfilm head of like Story Group said that it is a time that is a bit of a Wild Wild West feel. Uh, Texas Rangers type Jedis. These stories will be written by a team of writers. So these includes, includes Claudia Gray, Justin, Justina Ireland, Daniel Jose Older, Cavan Scott, Charles Soule. Uh, they also said this is an official release from them. Star Wars The High Republic features the Jedi as we've always wanted to see them as true guardians of peace and justice. This is a hopeful, optimistic time when the Jedi and the Galactic Republic are at their height, but of course, into this glorious new era, something wicked this way comes. This initiative will give readers young and old a new corner of the galaxy to explore through rich, meaningful stories, plus readers will learn what scares the Jedi. The first story will be Charles Soule's Light of the Jedi on August 25th, Followed by Justina Ireland's A Test of Courage. And Claudia Gray's Into the Dark. Uh, So it'll be August, September, and October. There's also going to be comics from both Marvel and IDW. And a lot of concept art was released. Like I said, there's like a four minute trailer. Kind of giving off a vibe of what the Jedi will look like. And like I said, it's got a very uh, old Republic feel. Not so much High Republic. And... I'm sure we'll see a young Yoda. I mean, it's 200 years before The Phantom Menace, so he's in his 700s. I think this is a a wrong period to expand on. I think they should go farther back, if you ask me. But that's just me. But I urge you guys to watch the trailer, because there's a lot of cool information in that. But, of course, we won't know more until August. I will do my best to go to any panels they might have on The High Republic. Uh, just to ensure that I can report on a lot of that stuff for you guys, as well as find out for myself, because if there's one book I read more than anything, it's Star Wars books. So I want to make sure there's going to be more to come. But that is it for Nick's Nerd News this week. Thank you guys for listening. As always, check out nixnerdnews.com where you can find our show right there in your browser, and listen to it if you like. Otherwise, if you prefer to listen on the go, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcast pages. That way you can subscribe, like, and listen whenever you like. Also, while you're at Nixternews.com, why don't you guys check out our social media page where you can find all of our social media feeds, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or if you prefer to follow each one individually, because you guys aren't maybe on all three, you can just click the link. We'll take you right to our page. Or search for News in Twitter, Facebook, and Facebook. Facebook, and Instagram. Other than that, I will catch you guys on the flip side. It is March. Next week is still March. And let's have some fun. I will catch you guys on the flip side.